Welcome to another cracking episode of All In. This is our final episode of the Autumn Carnival, but we're here, ready to go. Lewis Willoughby from Sky Racing, how are you? Yeah, good. Still uh, live here from headquarters after my shift. Um, God, it's been a hard two days of the championships. I'm broke, boys. Me, me, <laughs> me suit's gone. I'm busted. I can't afford a new one. <laughs> just been completely stripped out. Um, What's doing? <laughs> Yeah, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta fix that suit. To be fair, I was hoping to find a winner to pay for it, but uh, evidently not. Oh, Lou, that's the best I've seen. Obviously, I've watched that uh, the Roosters game in that suit. Dean Watling from DeanWatling.com. How are you, mate? How'd you find them yesterday? Of course, it is Easter Saturday, uh, Sunday punters, and um, how'd you find them yesterday on Saturday, Dino? I thought it was a much better contest for punters. I think um, it was an outstanding. It's probably one of my favourite days I've ever had watching at home betting. I think every single race was fascinating. Dubai honor. And then we had the queen of the turf. There's some great stories. Um, I thought it was fascinating coming out on top, but a couple of results, hoping your heart and a few others, if they went my way would be a big day. But I think the bookies, I mean, the, the punters uh, clawed their way back a little bit there, Gano. Absolutely. We did. And a bit of a wrap to a few notable tips last week. We're back in form. I think we see the punters in a couple of winners. Louis had Dubai on a Dino after cover and uh, I stumbled across a tissue around the $15 mark. So if you didn't make a profit last week, well, well, I can't help you. But hopefully we can do the same this week. There's three races that uh, we are going to focus on. One being the Quokka over in WA. Then you've got the Champagne and the All Age Stakes at Rowing. Before we move on to that, lads, just give me a uh, Dino. You've got a horse to follow from yesterday. And then, Louis, I'll get a ride of the week. And then we're going to have a little touch on the Autumn Carnival. Dino, kick us off, mate. Yeah, I think the one I want to follow out of the meeting was Hope in Your Heart. She ran nearly the exact same last 400 split as the tissue after getting smashed on the turn and getting shuffled back a long way. So I think she's a really nice horse to follow out of the meeting, often underrated. I think they could probably push on potentially with a Brisbane Carnival with her. So I think Hope in Your Heart, Louis, is a nice mare that we can follow out of yesterday's meeting. Is she a dry tracker, Dino? I don't think it matters with her. I yeah. think... Um, She's just always, and that stable's always so underbed in the market. Like, they're so overlooked. Um, and I think with fair play in that race, I think she goes really close to beating a tissue there, which she's been really good form and stacked up great. Stuff, Louie. What do you got for us? Yeah, speaking of a tissue, that was a good ride from uh, Nash to punch it out to win that group one. Have to make mention, of course, to Dylan Gibbons, who found himself a long way back on Explosive Jack and in a bit of trouble at the turn, trying to push out, but stayed very calm and produced it at the right time. And for a, a young apprentice doing very, very well, uh, even though these young apprentices do go very well, you, you never really see him bob up to be winning group one. So uh, he's gone very close already this season. He deserved one, to be fair, and uh, got it there with the Explosive Jack on the weekend. So main kudos goes to him. Love it. And I've got a what's doing. We don't even have one of these since last year. But fair of alcohol free. We wanted to lay the um, bejesus out of it. We got it right. But I think it just goes back to what we said at the start of the autumn. Like world-class horse put through an Australian system just takes time. Happy to be proven wrong. I think we're yet to be proven wrong. More interestingly, what's doing with true Marvel hitting the front in the Sydney Cup? Mm. <laughs> I thought I was dreaming. Kathy in front of Kathy's going to win the Sydney Cup here on True Marvel. Yeah. What's happened? Not the what happened to Cleveland? What, what happened, Lou? I don't know. I any you know me. Anything over eighteen hundred, I just put a pen through. I hardly even watched it. But 
I did watch it to see Explosive Jack win. Louis fell asleep. Um, yeah, the staying races, it's just, it isn't my forte. But um, what do you do now, though, with that form in the Sydney Cup? <laughs> now that True Marvel at 251 to 1's run second, Explosive Jack was kind of off the off the map, really, not in terms of betting, but off the map in terms of punters that we kind of just didn't, wasn't, weren't looking at it, and maybe rightly so. So, oh, yeah, gee, I don't know the form out of that Sydney Cup, what it's going to do. Um, definitely no Melbourne Cup threats, I wouldn't think. You know, what are you doing with the Sydney Cup form? I thought it was a great race. I thoroughly <laughs> enjoyed it. And for punters out there, when you're going to play exotics, they're the races. You just got to cover a couple of trifectas. I think trifecta played 40,000, first of all, 200K. So a couple you've of got it out there. Field, Dino. Yeah. Exactly. So, um, because if you, had, if you had True Marble in the top three, then yeah. you're checked. If you, yeah. oh, fair income. And if you've done it well done, kudos to you. Righto, boys. Uh, let's just quickly have a roundup of the autumn. You can start off giving me your performance of the Autumn Carnival uh, by horse. Louis, what do you got? Artorias winning the Canterbury. That was uh, Mammoth. You know, such a well-talked-about horse, Artorias, all throughout the career. Ridden quiet, flies home. Is it a sprinter? Is it a miler? Blah, blah, blah. Uh, and to see him win in that kind of fashion, ducking and weaving through the field as a, as Zay, Zach Purton, rather, special, um, that definitely for me was uh, one of the wins of the carnival, especially because he is such an enigma as well. If it was any old ordinary horse, it would have been a good win and a good group one, but just for it to be Artorias, I think was special. Then we saw the Kiwi come out and subsequently subsequently win a group one, yeah, which was a proper kick in the guts because we're all over it uh, in the Canterbury. Do <laughs> <laughs> you know what is your uh, order performer? Yeah, mine was on the weekend, I think Dubai Honor, trainer, William Haggis and horse. I think it's it's dead set phenomenal performance to do what this horse has done um, and the training performance of it too. I think the question mark was the horse obviously did a, a massive run first up, uh, blew him away when we sort of caught us all off guard. But then to get the horse to go to another new peak there on the weekend, um, run some scintillating splits and to be out of a, a blue diamond winner prior to Dubai just confuses you even more. But I thought that was the, the training performance. I think that's the third Queen Elizabeth for the Haggis camp. And he just knows the right horses to bring over, Gunner. We call him as an Aussie given the blue diamond winner. True. Yes. So I quickly make, I make mention of uh, what we think happens to Animo. So obviously it was touted as the last Australian run uh, before a possible UK stint. Uh, firstly, do you think they go to the UK? or retire and secondly if they do go to the uk where and how do you see him being competitive dead set just retire him he's had such an amazing career he's achieved so much we saw them go down the wrong path well you know not the wrong path as a um you know as a team and a very elegant you know as owners good luck to you do what you need to do but the horse didn't perform well over there i think the last thing australian racing needs is animo to go over there and get flogged by 10 the horse has done more than enough Send it to start, do your thing, son, and hopefully we see an enormous um, bunch of horses come out in the next three or four years and dominate and, you know, the likes of a, a Lonro, et cetera. I, I just, I think he's done his job. Yeah, good, good debate to have. I probably on the other foot, I would love to see him go overseas. I think he was below his best on the weekend. I think he probably regressed and potentially that was his worst run of the prep. Um, but I'd love to see him overseas. I, I just think it's it's great to see our horses um, fly the flag. And I think what we're understanding now in the stud world is, which I hope is happening a little bit more, is 
these unbeaten horses, I don't think it, it, it's not going to change what they do at start. It's not going to change their progeny if they go overseas and get beat. It's still going to be the same progeny. So I'd love to see it happen because I think then it encourages more people to have the balls to then take their horses over there and do it. That's where I sort of come from. But I can understand what you're saying, Gano. I think if he wins on the weekend, it's quite easily take him overseas. But because he didn't win, there's a bit of a yeah sour taste. Louis, any opinion? Yeah, I, I, I agree with both points. I, my thing is that if you go overseas, yeah, splinters, big splinters. Um, you go to 1,600 because I think over 2,000. I saw William Haggis made a comment that if you go to the 10 furlongs uh, in a race at the Royal Ascot Carnival, Dubai Honor starts $25 in that race. And so, God forbid, Animo probably starts 100 and gets beaten the same. I, I would hope not. I, he is a very good horse and um, I'm sure would, would, you know, go over there and acquit himself to an extent. But... They're just a different gravy over there the longer you get up in trip. But then do you come back to 1,600? Because his best ratings are over the 2,000 metres. So uh, you're rating you, you're racing him short of his best to try and get a win against inferior competition. I don't know. It's all a bit hard. I think you summed it up well, Lou. It's all too hard. Just retiring off you go. But what I will say is William Haggis, Dubai Honour, the horse has got enormous. It's, it's career best runs on ratings are in Australia. So it might be $25, but if it goes back over there with Australian form, it could start tens. The horse is going enormous. And the amount of money that we're racing for now in Sydney, I'd just be shocked if we don't see them just, you know, come in droves now, COVID's done, uh, the restrictions are up and next, uh, you know, championships or even potentially spring are more likely the next championships. They just come when we see three or four, five, even more uh, UK runners come over. Right, uh, Lou, my um, autumn performer is Mr. Brightside and the Hayes team, all-star mile winners, back-to-back uh, -back Doncasters going up five kilos. Very, very impressive on what was a very uh, unsuitable track, probably for most, but uh, kudos to you. And I couldn't believe him. And then personally, I just said this to Dino, I was like, throwing myself under the bus here. Joe Mira, I was like, what's Joe doing? He's coming out for a holiday, like fair nickel. He hasn't ridden for X amount. He's kidding himself. And Dana's put me in my place. And rightfully so, Joe's come out and just dominated. Yeah. yeah. Got it wrong again. Not done yet, too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, right, boys, let's get stuck in all age stakes. What a, uh, what a cracking way to end the Autumn Carnival here. We've got Giga Kicks 320, Jack and O six dollars Mazu uh, 6, Alligator Blood 8, Cascadian 8, Ho-O Amazon no idea. $8. Private Eye, $8. Zaki, $8. $11. Fangirl. And no idea if any of these runners are confirmed because it is Sunday, of course. But any of those of note, Dino, or a profile you're interested in looking for for the all-age stakes? Yeah, it's a fascinating profile for the all-age stakes. And often we see horses drop back from the 1600 at the end of the carnival and horses probably stretch to 14 that maybe not get the trip, but it is a renowned race for retiring stallions, which uh, Jack and I fits that profile. It's it's just unbelievable the amount of stallions that have come through this race. And either win or run second. Pierrata is one I mentioned. Louis might have a, another couple off the top of the head, but I think it's a race that I'd much prefer to back a horse stepping up to 1,400 metres rather than dropping back from 16. I think you need sprinting your legs and it's very tricky to do. I think Cascadia's even going from 2,000 back to the 1,400 metres, which is they can win that race, and Godolph can probably um, train Gunner to win a 100-metre sprint at the Olympics or something like that. But really good race. I'd love to be with Giga Kick. I thought he's phenomenal. I think him and I wish I win are the two new sprinters on the block. Um, I looked up the stats of Scissor Kicks today, and it's really interesting that 
majority of his progeny do race over the 1200 to 1600 uh, meter gap rather than the thousand to the 1200 so which suggests that the breed can get to that trip i think it'll be a kind of tempo as long as it's dry which you touched on off air again i think a bit of rain around uh, thursday friday which is not ideal i think Soft six, soft five, I think give you kick wins and around that $3 price, I'd be more than happy to chime in. Just quickly, Dino, sorry, Lou, before we get to you. In the run, let's just assume that Giga Kick draws five, Jackano draws six. Would you see Giga Kick being in front of Jackano in the run? Yeah, it's a really good point. I would suggest not up to 1,400 metres. I think they'd be pretty much bang on with each other. I think Jackano can probably settle... A little bit further um, with the freshen, um, but I think barriers are the biggest thing. I think what Giga Kick showed us this preparation is that he has tactical speed. I think he sat a lot closer in the um, TJ than I would have expected. Even um, prior in his uh, his past preparation, he does have tactical speed. Where Jackano probably doesn't. He's probably a horse that needs to balance up, get everything right. So, good point. Um, and probably the wet tracks the biggest against Jackano will be to handle a, a soft track in the um, Golden Rose. Louis, thoughts on the all-age stakes? Yeah, TJ Smith, historically the form line you want to be coming through. I will say Cascadian won this last year, albeit different different timings with these races, but did go to an Australian Cup and then an All-Star Mile and a Doncaster and came back mm. to 1,400 to win it. So albeit it wasn't 2,000 straight back to 1,400, there was a 2,000-metre run uh, wedged in there, the preparation. So if I'm looking at the TJ Smith, though, uh, yeah, Giga Kick, I echo... Dino Sentiments and Mazu, I think, um, is just still building really nicely. A horse going around at the top level every single time. And um, at $6 coming off a good run in that TJ Smith, I wouldn't be uh, so I wouldn't be surprised to see it go very close. I wonder, do they back up with Aft Cabin is an interesting one. Uh, James was, ridiculous. Well, well, James was kind of pressed on it after the win on Saturday and said if there was a suitable 1,400-metre option that they would go. Is that a mm. hint towards going to this? Maybe um, they're selling a while next Thursday or something. No, I doubt it. I think they also said in that interview, Louis, that um, he enjoys spacing his runs. So that could be potentially what they yeah, can't we what just, they can't do. Can't we just leave our cabin as a fresh horse over 1,200 and just keep taking the drift at 280 and just be happy? Mm. Come on, James. Sure, sure. You can keep it for me. Love it, Lou. Yeah, I, I can't see how they possibly turn the tables on Giga Kick. There's a couple of horses here that need it wet. I don't think they're going to get that much rain. There's, I think, 7 to 19 mules, particularly Thursday, Friday. Let's say they get 10. The track's going to dry out by the time we get to. It'll be a good four by the time we get to uh, Wednesday. It'll probably be a soft five, maybe soft six at worst. And the drier, the better Giga Kick. It'll sit forward of these horses and they'll put them away. Yes, the query is 1,400 metres, but I think, Dino, going with you there, they perform. She's a kick between 12 and 1,600 metres. Yeah. And uh, he's clearly the class horse of Before the we move on, Gano, just probably a little bit more information. Uh, James McDonald rode Jackano and Zaki both in the same morning at the trials, and he jumped on Zaki. I don't know if that's a fully switched because he didn't like the trial of Jackano because we know Austin Murphy, who's going to come across and drop and – Ride Jackano has a good relationship with the stud, which are owned by Guitar. I don't know what the stud foundation is, but um, interesting Moses. there. Obviously, Zaki was a favourite for the Canterbury Strakes, won by Old Torres, had an issue, now looks good back at the trials. Fascinating runner in this race. It's probably a piece of the puzzle that we, we didn't touch on there, Gunner. 100%. And I was pretty keen on Jackano early on because I was hoping Giga Kick wouldn't turn up. 
And then J-Mac was meant to be the jockey and then he's fallen off and he sent the message going, he's off. And then they had someone else on and I was like, great. Then he sent me, he got Oyston on and I'm like, fair dinkum. Yeah. And Craig, um, Craig Williams is back too for gigs. Another point that I really should have mentioned. That's good. So uh, Craig Williams is aboard. Who we got Craig yeah. Williams on? Giga kick. Giga kick. Yes. Yeah, that's right. So that makes it a whole lot easier to dive right into Giga kick. Right, gents, let's go to the Champagne Stakes over the 1,600 metres, I believe. And let's bring it up here on the left-hand side. We've got Militarised 250, Don Corleone 280, Tom Kitten. Will be on the short backup if it does lob here. Eight dollars a more eleven. Felix the scat eleven dollars. Peer pressure eleven dollars. Bases loaded for the Waterhouse Box Stable fifteen dollars. And make a call. Honestly, if it can go straight, it's a chance. Fifteen dollars. Dino, what do you got? Yeah, it's, yeah. It's probably the weakest edition of the Champagne Stakes that I've seen in some time. I think the favourite deserves to be favourite and probably wins the race. Uh, Cylinder's still in the market of a couple of places. It's down on riser with spelling, so you can take it out of your markets. And I think the horses in behind it aren't any good. So um, it, ma- it honestly makes me sad because I love the two-yard rank so much. But the depth in it this year in the last couple of years has been so poor. So Lewis Ride looks the only horse here, fellas. I won't be chiming at the price, Louis, but he just looks the obvious winner, doesn't he? Louis, what was the text message you sent midweek about two-year-olds? <laughs> No, oh, I don't know, but I'm very vocal that I'm just not liking it. <laughs> I, can't, I don't know what it was. If you can bring it up, sure. But, <laughs> I um... won't repeat it, son. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's got screenshots. Let me know what you Two year olds off me. You're right, Dino. This is, oh, how do you put it nicely? It's just not a great edition of the Champagne Stakes, mm. to be fair. Um, going through and, and looking at the history uh you've got winners like king's legacy castle vecchio she's extreme last year cap devant seabrook like there's good winners in there uh english size is where all if not most are uh, definitely most uh coming through not all of them though uh prized icon came through the fern hill look yeah like i don't know militarized sure what price is it two dollars fifty Oh, how could I tell you to chime in at that price, even though it probably does win this because it's such a weak event, but you just couldn't. Um, I was in my head starting to make even a case for peer pressure at $11 who got home well for third in the size, but fair income, it was a million to one in that race, and now you've got to take $11. So, yeah. yeah I'll make it simple for you, Luke. Yeah. Last week, I made a mistake with Animo and Dubai on, I thinking, oh, you know, not sure, not sure. Mm. Militarize and Don Corleone. The difference between the two is not 30 cents. Mm, mm. That is ludicrous. Militarized put 3.5 lengths after being slow away. Barrier one, yes, had the magic man. Hopefully, magic man's staying around. Mm. Slow away, ridden up, barrier one, pulled off, went past Don Corleone like he was stuck to the rail. Mm. He's probably a couple off the rail. We just fed him stuck to oh, it. Man. By done deal, out to 600 meters. That's all the 50 is ludicrous. I think you'll start with a one in front of it, maybe a dollar ninety, dollar yeah. eighty, and I'm 100%. very happy to play militarized because I just think it's a very easy bet to have, and I just cannot believe Don Corleone's two dollars eighty. Yeah, how very you, good how point. Do you cut that up and give like do they want to take bets? Give us five bucks. <laughs> <laughs> Righto, uh, on to the Quaker. Where's the Quaker, Dino? Is it at all at Ascot or is it at Belmont? It's at Ascot. I'm ninety nine percent sure. The I knew that. I was just just testing your son. The inaugural 
I think it's the richest race in Perth ever contested, potentially, in the first ever slot race. So big you want that's, all I, that's all I've heard from Gareth Hall for about four weeks is, is the, the quokka, the quokka, the quokka. Well, the first thing I heard, I thought it was just a pet animal. But anyway, uh, pet animal. Quokka, it's not a pet, it's an animal. It's endangered species. You know, pull your head in. Uh, Billy's Jewel 230, Uncommon Jane's $3. Bella Nipatina needs the heavens to open up. $6 should be 16 us four eight dollars overpass eleven dollars red can man fifteen shades of rose fifteen and then we're really getting into some battlers here tricks of the trade Buster wasn't a bad horse uh, for aspiration how's a serenity serenity and Kimitari for SEN twenty six dollars Louis kick us off for the quokka Perth fan of the show crucify me Amelia's jewel way 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 too short in this race I don't care if she's the best thing to come out of Perth allegedly since I don't know whoever was from Perth that was good but fair dinkum there's no way you could be taking this horse (laughs) no way uncommon James serious serious horse and group one winner and is three dollars bet thank you Asfura eight dollars bet hundred percent I mean, Red Can Man, who Amelia's Jewel beat, as you're about to touch on, Gano, is $15 in the market. Well, I and can't work it out. Amelia's Jewel's $230. There is, there is no possible way you could be jumping into Amelia's Jewel at $230. I, Dino, I'd love you to prove me wrong if you if you would, but um, no, nah, you cannot be. Uncommon James and Asfura. Yeah, I agree, Louis. I think she's way too short for this. I think barriers are a massive thing. Um, I think you can't go wrong with the horses that you mentioned. Uncommon James, Bella Nipatino, they all come out of their grouse form on from Sydney. They're both going to sit up on speed. The only knock on them would be they're probably elite 1,100-meter horse but haven't ticked that 1,200-meter box uh, ratings-wise. But I'm the exact same as you. I think it's the easiest two-bet play you can have. I think they're both great last start. I actually probably think that S4 is probably progressing a touch Better than Uncommon James is now. He's probably a little bit poorer at last start, but I'm in the same camp as you, Lou. I'd be happy enough to back both Uncommon James and that's a poor again. Yeah, $2.30 million is Jules Ludacris. Um, and was what beat Red Can Man 1.09. Uh, no, not for me. Like, Hopefully it wins. It'd be great for WA Racing for uh, you know for the Eastern Seaboard to send what one two three four five six uh, runners, six of our B graders or five four B graders and and, and two A graders over, and Amelia's sure to get the job done. But I can't imagine that happening. If I was to back one from WA, Bustler is the one at twenty six dollars. That's a horse that just showed a lot of potential. We only ran a 16 million jewel last start, beating four lengths, but up to the, uh, 1,200 metres is, is more. It's go with a cracking speed on. I'd be happy to have a small bet each, maybe, maybe one by four on Bustler, but I'm with Louis, uncommon game, please. I, I, I think it's a, probably the best horse to race. But you know what I think from an all-in play, Lou? I still think you get $3.50 or something like that come Saturday because yeah, that'll be yeah, that arrogant amount of million jewel that uh, uncommon game probably will be a better. Right at that time of the show where we're going to go best all-in plays. I'm going to go first. I'm going to kick off really simple. Simply, I'm going to do an all-up. First one ever. <laughs> Militarise yeah. into Giga Kick. It's about eight bucks. Just take it. Louis? Yeah, I will go Giga Kick. Dino? Yep, I'm um, Giga Kick. Or last thing on the all-in oh, show. All-age stakes, Louis, no, jump on the bandwagon. Gunno's multi. One will get B. It'll be a militarised and bigger kick will lock. So it'll be fine. 
Medina's going to give you screenshots of um of how my emotional roller coaster over the weekend. Feel free to share those as well. After uh, make a call got done, I was given up on the game. I just thought I'm just, <laughs> I cannot do this anymore. I had a horse who Reese that regressed 28 lengths. Nothing to do with Reese. He's one of the best up and coming trainers in the world. And then the next, the next, my next bet gets beaten because it can't go straight. That's the game punters, the roller coasters, the highs and the lows. Louis, did you get a winner on the weekend at all? Well, yeah, Dubai Honor. Beautiful. I did. But um, some win too. Yeah. Freak. Dominant. Love it. Right, boys, it's been a very, very fun autumn. Punters, make sure you do subscribe, do comment, get around us. There will be plenty more content coming at you on the Great Tip Off YouTube channel between autumn and spring. I might even get these two legends to chime in at some stage and uh, maybe have a chat over the Brisbane Carnival or something. Louis, thank you so much. Dino, thank you very much. Make sure you head to deanwalling.com and get Dino's stuff. And what, Friday night still, Louis, for you at Sky Racing? Uh, not for the next few weeks, but I'm sure I'll be back on there at some stage. Um, yeah, swapping it around at the moment, but uh, still plenty of winners to be found. I'll pop up somewhere. Absolutely. You'll be back when the big racing returns. Right, boys. Thanks so much. Thanks, guys. Thanks, fellas.